Welcome to episode 52, y'all, of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So I have to say that again, y'all, this is our 52nd episode. So just to let y'all know, we will be going live in celebration of our one year of the That's What I'm Saying podcast. We'll be going live this weekend, all this weekend, as a matter of fact, um, live from Miami. So catch us on IG. Also, send us any questions or and DM us because um, our 53rd episode, we'll probably do a bonus episode and it'll be um, kind of like a question and answer. So ask us anything, um, except how many people we can slept with. Don't ask <laughs> Don't ask me that. <laughs> All right. So subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're in iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod. Tune in. And we're on Spotify. So I'm Sean. I'm Nye. What's up, y'all? Hey, Nye. So what are we calling this episode? I love you, 3000. All right, all right. So for those that saw Avengers Endgame, um, Nye not included because she didn't see it. Y'all know what that means. <laughs> so all right. So hey now, how was your weekend? My weekend was was pretty good. I um, what did I do? Oh, so I well, I kind of got shitted on this weekend. So I um, <laughs> so Webster Hall up in New York, they've been closed since like 2017, and they were reopening on Friday with a, mm-hmm. a big concert, and Jay Z was headlining, and I tried I my hardest to get tickets, but they was not fucking with a, a chick, so I didn't <laughs> go. <laughs> But I heard it was packed. I heard it was good. Nas came out. Uh, Cameron came out. Um, who else came out? Um, um, Cameron and Nas, I saw that. Yeah, I saw... Um, um, I forgot who else was there. But, you know, and we'll talk Jim about Jones, it in the world because we got to... Jim Jones came out. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. So. I, wish, I told you, I... My son's birthday party was this weekend. If I had known that this concert was happening and if I had an in, somebody would have been hosting a, a skate party for this job. <laughs> I would have been on a plane. Man, I tried hard. I was online trying hard to get some tickets. And I was gonna I was gonna spend a, a, a pretty penny to go, but they wasn't messing with a kid this weekend. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't in. The, it wasn't meant to be. It's okay. It's all right, Jay. We love you anyway. Um, did you see Game of Thrones? Girl, oh my god, I have watched this episode like five times. I've watched it three pretty much. Oh my especially god, especially that last 20 minutes. Man, now, yeah, now I just watch like it's a minute, it's it's an hour and 11 minutes. I know exactly the time that I want to go in and watch it. When those night walkers, when the night king walked around that corner with his, his homies, that shit was what? gay as hell. And you know, they don't say shit, they just roll so up bullshit. in the spot. And it was like that scene in the first scene in Belly when they walk into the club and their eyes lit up. It was just like that. Like I saw the meme. <laughs> right. I saw the meme. Oh my goodness. I swear I must have levitated off my couch like three Yo, times watching this shit. Was so that last 10 minutes was gangster as hell. Like every single fucking scene. Cause everybody was like, everybody fit in Right? Everybody's, everybody's like, like John. You know, that 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 dragon was coming for John's ass. Yo, I forgot that the white white the Night King had a dragon that he that he um <laughs> he tinted out and uh, put some spoilers on it. Man, John was about to get fucking faded. 
Uh, Brienne Brian was about to get faded. Uh, the King Slay was about to get. Everybody was about to die. Because <laughs> that's the one thing about Game of Thrones is anybody can get it. Like yeah. you better not like none of them characters because anybody, any any day. It was about okay? to lights out for everybody, and and Brienne sitting in that fucking chair, uh, uh, going to sleep and shit, taking siestas. <laughs> Be like, what we're not gonna do is right, fall asleep for the night walkers and walk up in here. He's taking a cat nap. Niggas out here dying. Theon is out here fighting for his fucking life, and your ass is asleep. <laughs> I'm gonna kick that motherfucker out of his chair. <laughs> Get your ass up, monkey ass up. <laughs> Yo, I swear, we only got like three episodes left too. I'm like, my my nerves are bad. Like my nerves are bad. I my pressure pills. I need a new. I need a re up. This is like this is too much for me. It's too much. Now all um, I really want to see is Grey Worm and Homegirl get to the beach. Like, can we can we have black love in this? Yes. Can, can we? <laughs> can they fuck make it. They gonna make plan that shit out too. It's like you know we ain't we ain't welcome here. Right. We need to go somewhere where the water is. You know where our people are. We gotta get out of MAGA country. <laughs> Soon as this shit is over, we out. He said, "I promise you, I promise you, because what we're not gonna do is stay here." Yo, I love, I, I know, like, I love Game of Thrones. I love Game of Thrones. It's, it's, it's just said, you know, as like I said, I'm, I'm Black Power. I'm Black Babies. I'm Black Us. I'm Black Lives. I'm all of that. But when it comes to Game of Thrones, mm -mm, I have a special place in my heart. Arya came in, in in the last two seconds and clutch. She in the clutch. In the clutch. Do you understand? I was watching it like, clutch, oh. like and even oh, when she came through, it was like, oh shit, he caught her hand. She was like, oh nigga, not today. Not today. They was like, <laughs> what, do you, do? what do you what do you say to the god of death? Nigga, not today. Not today. <laughs> and you know what? I have a I have I don't know if you know, I have this thing with ice. I eat ice all the time. When the Night King and his homies burst into ice, my mouth start watering. <laughs> I can eat all that ice. That would last me for a long time. <laughs> oh, mess. A mess. Oh, all right. All right. Just y'all right, going to hear Game of Thrones updates for the next four or five episodes. We promise you because yeah, it's, it's going down. It's going down. All right. All right. So getting into the Ratchet Minute, what you got? All right. So for a movie that I did not see and have never seen any of these movies. Hey, man. Shame. Shame. There's 22 of them. Pick one. The Avengers Endgame. So I don't know if you guys heard of this, but um, there was a showing uh, uh, in Causeway Bay, Hong Kong. And um, I guess the movie had let out. And one of the patrons from the movie before, you know, he's leaving the movie theater and he starts telling the people who are waiting to, to get into the movie theater to see the movie. Spoilers. And he's, he's telling these motherfuckers what happened in the movie. And nigga getting, nigga getting beat on site. You do that shit? That was on site shit for real. If you don't know what on site is, this is what it means. His ass was beat on site. <laughs> they fucked this nigga up, <laughs> and they should have. We don't need no shit like that. No, don't he told that. the whole movie in it because I saw it today. I actually went to see it um, today. I sat for three hours and two minutes. It was worth. It was worth it. Mm -hmm. I'm an Avengers Marvel fan, so I've seen all 22 movies. I'm, I'm, I was I was all into it. So mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. And I made sure I didn't want anybody to spoil the end to the end game. So I kind of like you know 
pull myself away from so, uh, social media because people will do that mm-hmm. just so I can have, you know, I can go and see it without having that part ruined. So it was good. It, it was it was worth it. They said they made one point two billion dollars worldwide opening weekend. It's crazy. I heard everyone on my um, on all on the socials. They are giving a lot of praise. So mm-hmm. a movie. yeah, I was in there saying what kind of forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the new black power. It's like the new fist. <laughs> kind of forever. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. Uh, on site. On site. That's what we should call this. <laughs> we get endgamed on site. It was on site. Aria had his ass on site. Nigga, when it's on, on site, when I see you, it's on site. <laughs> Ain't gonna be no conversation. <laughs> when you know, you know. Go back to Game of Thrones real quick. I just like the way the women have like was wrecking shop through the whole this season. Yes, even the little girl queen, the little girl, yes, was about that life. Okay, girl, she was out there wrecking shop, and and Sam big fat ass was on the <laughs> hiding, on the crying. <laughs> Yo, even the hound. Remember the hound that got burned, and so he's yeah. afraid of fire. He was hiding. He was like, like, yo, he had yeah, the same problems. <laughs> the but them, them, the women, man, they came through. They yeah, came for through. real. Uh, down to the little girl, that little queen who killed a giant. That shit was crazy. Yeah. Uh, okay, yes. Yeah. So are we back on Game of Thrones? What's yeah, wrong with us? <laughs> That's my show. I love it. How'd I love happen? it. How'd that happen? All right. So, moving on. I wanted. Did you hear about this whole thing with Uber where they just? Um, had to issue this apology because they responded to a customer complaint by calling them the N-word. Did you hear this? I I, I saw it, but I breezed okay. right. I'm not laughing, but I'm laughing. So what happened was, so the company got a, compl- a customer complaint from, a, from somebody who asked for a refund. So instead of using the customer's name, they said they used the word nigger. So they said, you know, we're so sorry about that nigga. Please send us a DM with your phone number and additional details or concerns so we can connect. You know, so when you want to get your little $6 back or whatever. So um, so, so they Uber had to issue an apology. But the thing was, and this is what a lot of people were saying, was that the customer who complained, his Twitter name was nigger. And he changed it. What? <laughs> <laughs> He changed it to like Dick to Cheney or something after this whole thing. So I don't know whether the the customer, the complaining customer was black or what. I don't know. Maybe he meant it as a joke. Um, I don't know. But his name, they were like his name on which it shouldn't even be. But his name on Twitter was nigger. So well, this story is a little confusing because why would he even go to Twitter? It is so easy to get a refund refund from uh, Uber. All you got to do is go through the app and re- request a, a refund which i agree so this is why i'm thinking it was it's like it's like the new prank call like right. and i saw i saw it i saw this and i honestly i just kind of didn't even read it because i'm like i'm still going to use uber so i'm not be deleting the app what? I'm not, girl. My rides be three dollars. Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. I already know, girl. I mean, there's been there has been times. It's a funny story, but okay. So when I when I first moved down here to Miami, I used to go jogging right (laughs) with a whole like sauna outfit. Like, look, this is the way you sweat, and like, (laughs) like get a good workout on. So 
I would run somewhere and then get so tired and almost die coming back. I'd have to catch an Uber back home. <laughs> <laughs> so I, there was one time I had to, I had to literally strip in the middle of the street because I was hyperventilating and I was hot as shit. Who told me to go out in a sauna suit in 90 degree weather? So shocking. But Uber came through. I'm standing on the corner. I was like, I don't even know where I, where I am. He had to locate me. Girl, I'm never getting rid of Uber. And if y'all got a problem, y'all can SMDFTB. Okay. You know what that means? You can Google that. <laughs> you can hit the Googles. But no, me, me. You know, when um, I think before Trump got elected, I think like the president of Uber was on his financial committee or something. Mm. And I was like, so? <laughs> I remember that. Right, I remember that. And so, and, and. <laughs> okay, your point. <laughs> oh God! Mm-mm-mm. I'm like an Uber. Sorry. Say <laughs> <Is it> and. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Are we um are we out the ratchet and in the woke? <laughs> we are. Damn it. Damn it. I, right. <laughs> I don't know why I can't stop laughing every time we get to this point. I know, right? Because it'd be like it's that it's that switch right here. Like we're not good at it. That's what it is. <laughs> we're not good at these transitions. <laughs> Gotta work on that for year two. <laughs> It's a slow process. We'll get there. <laughs> I, I, I swear if you pull out some props, call them kitten heels, you might be able to do it. <laughs> Slide your feet into some kitten heels. <laughs> Speaking of, let me tell you, I was on a date like a couple of weeks ago and, oh, he might even be listening to this, but so um it's the like ratchet just don't stop go ahead so i'm like i am really of a particular age because i you know we're at the restaurant i'm looking at the menu you know i got some issues with my eyes so i got my, oh lord I was, got the, my was the menu uh, a half inch from your eyeball i know i got my little flashlight on on my phone looking <laughs> at you and i look up and my date put on his readers <laughs> <laughs> Did he have them in his shirt pocket? <laughs> they just they just came from out of thin air. I, I didn't even see these glasses. I don't know where he had them. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, okay. Man. All right. Mm. I'm here. I'm okay. here at this point. All right. Anyway, all right. The woke minute. <sighs> this this story has been on my timeline for like the, the past week and there have been a lot of heated discussions about this i haven't joined in any discussions on this but so um there's a principal um carletta outley brown and she's the principal of a houston independent school down in texas uh james is it james madison high school james madison high school yeah james it's a high school oh, okay. so she implemented a dress code for parents 
So parents coming to the school to pick up their kids or coming to the school for any reason, you cannot wear bonnets, pajamas, hair rollers, <laughs> leggings, uh, anything that's, that says you look like you got out of bed and just came over here. <laughs> so a lot of people are saying this is like, this is anti-black, this is classes, she shouldn't do it. And um, so there's a lot of people that are on both sides, you know, you know, saying that either they support this dress code, um, and some people don't support it. And I'm kind of on the fence. I'm kind of on the fence for a couple different reasons. I can, I can see both sides of this. Um, on one hand, as a person that has been in the, in the school system and been in, in the classroom, mm -hmm. it's hard to get parents to come out to school for any reason. You know, mm -hmm. and if you have a parent that's coming out to, su to support their kid for whatever, if they're dropping them off, if they're meeting with the, the, the teacher or the principal or whatever reason they're coming to school, it's really hard to get parent participation. So on one hand, I'm like, you know, you don't want to discourage the parents that are coming to the school. But I do understand about the stress code because, you know, I don't go out of the house looking like that, you know, and it's really about setting an example for your kids. At the same time, so I'm kind of on the I'm kind of on the fence about it. Um, I don't think yeah. it's, I don't think it's a, a, a black thing. I, maybe it could be considered a classist thing, but um, I don't know. What what do you think about it? Yeah, I'm I'm on the fence about it too because on the one hand, I have been known on a certain occasion when a certain little boy misses his bus to hop in my car with my pajamas and my fuzzy slippers on and my hair in a bonnet and drop his little butt off because I'm not getting dressed, you know? And then, but at the same time, I like you, like you said, I understand that there has to be some sort of uh, standard and even with, and, and it should apply to the parents as well. Like you want your children to do it. It should apply to the parents. Now, um, is it, is it racist? No, I don't think so. Cause I don't think bonnets and pajamas and hair rollers are necessarily racist. Mm -hmm. Um, is it classist? Maybe, but at the same time, you know, I, I went to, what do you call a, a, a white college? I mean, it's, what is it? A, a, P PWI, what, a PWI, right. And, and I, what I do remember is all of the, the, the black kids dressed up, you know, put on these white kids will roll out of bed would basically roll out of bed, not even brush their teeth and go right to class and have a full day of class. And that was, you know, and that was, it, it was acceptable. So it didn't matter how much money their parents had or how much they had. It wasn't about that. It was about their going to get their education. So it didn't even matter what they had on. Meanwhile, I'm over here with Gucci sunglasses and fur coats <laughs> going to, uh, <laughs> going to class on a bus. <laughs> Let's show you where my mind was at. But I'm just like, <laughs> this is supposed to be the woke minute. Hold up. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just I'm just being honest. Like that's my truth. That was my truth at the time. So it, it it had nothing to do with getting my education. Like I was more concerned about, you know, making sure I was presentable mm -hmm. a lot of the times. Sitting there in class with sunglasses on. I would do this. Like Somebody should have just. I don't know. Professor's like, who is this? I know. Somebody should have just told, said, like, who is you? Somebody should have told me that. Like, nobody said anything though. They just let me do it. So I just, I just, I just, and, and and that is what I did. Um, but I, I I do I do have a sense of yeah. I'm I'm kind of on the fence on it on it. But maybe I'm leaning a little more towards. Um, putting together the guidelines, just having some guidelines. Cause I think any, as with any guidelines, 
they're just guidelines. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, absolutely necessary that you follow them to a T. You're just saying like, yeah, you know, here's, here's a basic outline of what we would like you to do. But you know us, like, yeah. that don't mean... Yeah. That don't mean nothing. Think, you know, I think you had, you know, she's working with a certain demographic of, um, I don't even want to put, I don't even want to say that. Let me just retract that. But I think you have to meet with any, any level of any person you're dealing with, you have to kind of meet them where they are and maybe gradually graduate them to another level. But right. I, I think this, this dress code, um, implementing this dress code is just really going to turn away the, the, the audience that you are trying to attract. This this is true. I mean, it's just it's the same thing that they try to do in the churches to me, like, you know, come as you are, because mm-hmm. you do want the most amount of people um, to participate. And like you said, I'm sure it's very hard to get parents to participate on on some level. So, mm-hmm. you know, now imposing a dress code. I mean, you just you just going to keep everybody away. That right. that's what they potentially can do. Um, mm-hmm. And I was reading. Um, where it said that one parent was actually the police were called and she Mm -hmm. had to be removed from the property because she was wearing a a t-shirt dress and a headscarf Mm -hmm. while she was dropping her daughter off at school. So, I mean, you know, then that, that has the potential to be a a little overreaching. Yeah, it is. Especially girl, my hair, you think I'm fucking up my hair to drop you off (laughs) in five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I'm saying. Like I've been there. I know, like I rolled right out of bed. Mm-hmm. Um and put on my thick glasses, <laughs> <laughs> where you know I am not trying to be seen by nobodies. Okay, your readers, <laughs> my readers, <laughs> my bi folks is in the house. Yes, I go right up. I will go right up there with a headscarf on, and yes. So and I've I've done it. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a uh, that's um it's interesting. I mean I. I it's like the one on the one hand I appreciate her for doing it implementing something you know have some sort of standard but that's gonna be a hard um yeah road to hoe yeah <laughs> so, it is so good luck mm-hmm. <laughs> good luck with that all right um all right so moving on I wanted to talk about this latest the controversy we were talking about the Jay Z concert at Webster Hall in New York City this past weekend so um Jay Z from if you're looking on social media you saw like a lot of clips and snippets um from the concert so there was one where he spit a verse in which he encouraged the black community to basically gentrify their own hoods did you hear that yeah so it's it's been a lot of you know the Twitter is all is in the uproar and so is Instagram. Um, so what they're saying is that so this is this is the line which, you know I'm you know I'm Jay Z all day. So it says basically he said gentrify your own hood before these people do it. Claim eminent domain and have your people move in. That's a small glimpse into what Nipsey was doing. For anybody still confused as to what he was doing, the neighborhood designed to keep us trapped. And people really took offense to the idea that Jay-Z was wanting to gentrify the neighborhood. You know, basically, you know, a lot of people in this fake outrage um, about gentrification. Instead of really, I I guess, understanding the meaning behind what he was saying, because for the most part, I agree, you know, first of all, this is a line in a song, but it was also a directive and to me, a call to us um, as Black people to go in there and do what in and i mean you know you you're in real estate so you know what gentrification i mean it doesn't it's not to me it's not necessarily meaning white people coming in and taking over the neighborhood what it does mean is you know 
they, you know, a certain group of people come in, renovate, improve the housing mm-hmm. um, so that it conforms to kind of like this middle class taste. But what the collateral damage is, is that you get people kicked out of their neighborhoods, people that right. have been there um, and making the rents less affordable. And that is, you know, that's the that's the outcome of what happens when when gentrification happens. So I don't I don't think that's necessarily the goal, but that is something that that happens. What do you think? Well, I, I, um, I do actually, I do think that's the goal. I, I think that's yeah. the, the ultimate goal is to, um, because, you know, you know, 20, 30 years ago, you know, uh, most of the, the downtown areas or the how the inner, I guess, inner cities or the cities were pop, they were, they, most of the white people lived there. Then they decided they, there was white flight and they moved into the suburbs and now it's the reverse. So they're coming into the, um, they're coming back into the, the major cities to live. And I mean, they, they want this land, they want the property. So they move whoever is living here out. And it's, and it's, I think overall the higher, the, the over arc of it is white people are doing this, but then also like I, to, truth be told, I am considered a gentrifier in my neighborhood because I wasn't born and raised here. I am pretty sure my rent is considerably higher than my neighbors in here. So mm-hmm. I am considered a gentrifier, but um, in a different kind of aspect. So, you know, I do have mixed feelings about it um, mm-hmm. because I think like I do agree with what Jay-Z said and I do agree you know, I'm 100% behind what Nipsey was doing. I think what a lot of people um, are I want to call it fake outrage, but they were kind of upset about is that, you know, this little freestyle he did kind of really contradicts a lot of what Jay-Z talks about. Cause he, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a huge Jay-Z fan. I was going to spend, you know, some money to go see him. You know, I like Jay-Z, but if you listen to his music, you know, he makes it a point to separate himself from regular people. You know, a lot of his lyrics are, I got money. You don't, I got this. You don't, you know what I mean? So it's like, now it seems as if he's trying to, I don't want to say piggyback on the whole Nipsey um, thing, but that's kind of what it seems like he's doing. So I guess that's why people are upset. I didn't take too much offense to it, you know, because people say whatever and people are fake outrage or whatever. Um, Cause it's all about what are you personally doing? You know, you can get upset about, you know, this lyric that he, you know, that he, that he had, but what are you personally doing to, to gentrify your neighborhood to, to make it better? Mm. You know? See, I, I actually, I, I agree wholeheartedly with what Jay-Z, with the verse that he spit. Um, and I, I mean, I, I don't agree with you when you say that his lyrics, you know, I guess kind of glorify this, you know, I got this and I got that. Because to me, his lyrics more speak to, you know, if I can do it, you can do it too. And I think that to me is always the message that comes across from his music. Like, you know, yes, he may have X, Y, and Z, and he may have, you know, this Basquiat and all the stuff. But it, to me, it makes it, in the way that to me he spits it, it's saying that it's attainable for you as well. Like I'm a kid from Brooklyn and, you know, I, I wrote some rhymes, I use my mind and these are the things that you can have as well. I, I'm That's what comes across to me. Um, in, his, in his later music, he becomes a little bit more um, political in that sense. Um, yeah, we've seen the evolution. It's, I mean, it, it is an evolution, but, you know, but, you know, a lot of his stuff, even a lot of his stuff, separated himself from you know i got this money you don't you know it's well i mean if you're going back to 1996 and reasonable doubt i mean that that jay-z is totally different than the one but i mean just this change that he's made was in 444 which is his last album that came out with like two years ago 
I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, so I'm not, and people do evolve or whatever. And mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. But I think this is all fake outrage. People are mad about this. They're gonna be mad about something else next week. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And then I, I like I said, I, I agree with what he said because the whole thing is, you know, gentrify your own hood. This I, is what we're saying. You know, white people come in and influx of them. They go, you know, especially in New York. Um, they go in the South Bronx. They have been in Harlem. They go to Bed Stuy and Crown Heights and other, you know, other communities. Why does it take these white people to come in? And I'm calling them these white people. But why does it take them to come in? to make the facilities and the place better when that's something that we should do. And I think that's what he meant with the gentrification and also like claim eminent domain, have your people move in, which is the, which is the other verse to this, which to me, if you take it as a whole makes sense, which is don't do what the gentrifiers do, which is they come in, they take the property and they excommunicate and X out the people that have already been there and get you out because you can't afford the rent. So why don't you, black man, black woman, gentrify your own neighborhoods, but then make the rent affordable. That way you're not pricing people out. That to me is the, is the solution, um, which is not happening with the current, um, gentrification that are going on in communities. You know, that's the real strategy. Reinvest into the black communities and then make it, and then also claim eminent domain, take it. So look, I'm not renting. I own the building. So you know what? I'm making rents affordable to the people that have, that are already here. Because they look like me. Yeah, I don't. I don't think people had a problem with what he said because what he said is truth, and it's what we should do. I think it was. It wasn't the message. I think it was the messenger, in it. Really? See, I thought it was. I felt like people were getting on the message. No, I think it was. I don't think it was the message because I, 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 a hundred percent am behind what he said. I think it was the messenger. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't because I. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that. I thought no, they were they were really on it. I don't like gentrification. I don't like, understand why they would be upset about talking about bettering your neighborhoods. I, like that doesn't even make sense to me. Well, <laughs> I think what they were say, what they felt like is, you know, this is that's a white elitist thing to do is gentrify and then move your move the people out. And I think that's what when you and th- and this is why I said, you know, the, the true definition of gentrification is just it's, you know, renovating and improving a house or a district so that it conforms to, you know, you're, you're talking about bettering a community. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the, the what happens is in order to do that, most of the time you're getting the people that have already been in that community moved out because they can't afford it anymore. Because, and so. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so I, I mean, it's it's this is it's done by design because people with higher incomes want to move in and change the whole change the neighborhood. So I think all of the, the gentrification is happening now is definitely by design to get to to take over the, the property because they they now yeah the, oh yeah I mean you can see it I I just I see it in Harlem you know the Harlem that I see now and I'm sure you see it too you know because you've been there a number of years is. It is not the Harlem of 20 years ago. It's completely it's the Harlem of five years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's it's almost sad. It is almost sad. I mean, it's bought a lot of business, but then, you know, it has changed the landscape. So I'm yeah. like I said, I'm just thinking if we follow Jay-Z's verse, which is you can change the landscape, yes, but also keep your people there. Yeah. And absolutely. make it affordable for them. And I, you know, I think that, you know, we should take note and remember these times because everything is cyclical. So this is, this is happening now. Give it another 10 to 20 years. It's going to change again. Mm-hmm. And but just be mindful of where you are right now. And if you like where you are right now and you love your neighborhood, take steps to own your neighborhood. Right. Wherever you are. 
So there this won't happen. This won't happen again. And if and if it does happen again, you're in a position to to benefit from it financially. There you go. Words of wisdom. Jewels. Jewels. All right. Um, moving on. Are we? This is the transition right here is just so crazy. <laughs> are we are we putting fat dicks in our mouths? No. <laughs> Always. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Are we giving head right now? What's going on? <laughs> oh. We are at the weekend D report. Woo woo! All right. So this week's weekend D uh came from a uh a, a, a one of our listeners. I'm assuming she's young. Um, because she wanted some pointers on how she can, what position she could use to, or should be in to lose her virginity. What's the best one? So I'm, I'm assuming she's, um, it's like, let's stop, stop it. <laughs> Girl, you could not be like in your thirties asking this damn question. It's okay though. Everybody ain't, ain't on Nye's, um, <laughs> Nye's schedule of losing. <laughs> This is when you should not be scared of the dick. <laughs> right here. <laughs> what time is it? It's, it's time not to be scared of the dick. <laughs> Everybody's not on that time schedule. So, all right. So she wanted some pointers from us. So I, I'm, I'm honored to answer this question because I have had much experience <laughs> in this area. So I think most of us, most women can say we've probably lost our virginity in the missionary style. We've probably been the bo the, the bottom. I hate the way that sounds, but um, we were probably underneath mm -hmm. and laying on our backs. That is, uh, would you agree? Like, that's probably the number one position, period. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I think so. Yeah. And especially for losing your virginity. Um, do you remember the first, your first time? <laughs> I do what I don't want to talk about. Okay, well, I want to talk about mine because I, I think this is this is a this is a good um some pointers here. So um the my first time was with my boyfriend at the time, and I remember his family got flooded out of their house or something. So he had they were staying in a hotel. Okay. Anyway. So we cut school one day and we had been dating for a couple months or whatever, but we cut school one day and we went back to the house when nobody, everybody's at work. So we went back to the, it was a hotel. And when I tell you, it was like one of the nicest hotels and you know, I'm, I'm in my, in my, in my, I'm a teenager. I'm in, I'm in high school. Um, but we ordered room service, you know, we like planned it. Like he made it, he made it nice and he made it enjoyable. And, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, your first time is, is scary. Um, you're nervous. And, you know, obviously he was more experienced than I was, but he took, he took care and he just made it a really nice experience. You know, this was like before Uber, but I remember, you know, he called a cousin and I got a ride home after. <laughs> I got, I got an escort home after, you know, it was just, I just, I mean, it was, it, it, he was attentive and it just, mm -hmm. it wasn't what I've heard some, some people's experience to be. So mm -hmm. that being said, you know, we, we actually planned it and we, we talked about it, you know, it was my first time and 
he really took an effort to make it make it special. And even at his young age, because he must have been about 15, 16, even at that age, Mm -hmm. um, he was very, like I said, very attentive. And it wasn't like it wasn't a quickie. It was it was it was lovely. You know, I was on my back and I and I was relaxed and, you know, Mm -hmm. it was no no drugs or alcohol or anything. But it was just about creating the atmosphere. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we had room service, we had room service and all kind of food. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're in our in our bathrobes. I mean, it was like a fantasy to me. So I've heard other people's experiences. It was like, it was terrible, but I mean, mine was actually, you know, was a was a nice segue into this uh, this area of my life. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's, who's great theme music? <laughs> so um, yeah, so just you know, I would just advise her, or just take the advice of um, you know, talk to him uh, because it shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't be. You should you should enjoy it, even if it's your first time. You should enjoy it. You know, some people are like, well, just get it out the way, and you know, mm-hmm. but no, you should you should actually enjoy it. Um, and hopefully, he's more experienced than you. But let him take the lead and let him plan it, you know, or plan it together. Mm-hmm. Um, but you probably want to stick to missionary because that reverse cowgirl girl on the first try, woo! you ain't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to build up to that, okay? Yeah, you got. You got- to that. <laughs> that requires all kind of squats and lay on your back, <laughs> legs up, close your eyes. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> okay. well, my first time wasn't as fancy as yours. My, but my first time was it was it was exciting. It was um, <clears throat> I was hanging out with some friends. We we were all like hanging out. I, I was. This sounds real hood though. Uh, we were all <laughs> out, and my friends back then was drinking forty. <laughs> <laughs> what mad dogs? <laughs> I was drinking forties, and girl, I got so drunk that night. That was the first mm-hmm. time I actually, I think I drank. And then oh um, I stayed over my homegirl's house, and um, I was in the bed, and this guy was I liked. It just happened <laughs> that morning. Wait, did you wait, 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 wait? Did you um? So th- you didn't know him from before, like you met him that night. No, 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 no. I knew him. I liked him. Oh, okay. Whoa. Yeah. So I liked him. And we just kind of, um, it, so my friend had this house. Um, she had like the party house. Her parents were never home. Um, mm-hmm. we had the whole house to ourselves. <laughs> just, <laughs> so it was, it was, it was, it was a decent experience. Like it wasn't bad at all, but it, uh-huh. it wasn't, um, but when I always say, you know, when you, um, when you have your first experience, you know, don't think you have like multiple orgasms your first time. <laughs> That's probably not going to happen. <laughs> so set your expectations. <laughs> that, pretty low. Keep them pretty low. <laughs> you got to kind of build up to that. But, uh, but yeah, for your first time, definitely just do missionary. And then, um, you know, if y'all go for a second round, then, you know, maybe do some tricks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got you know, put your back into it. It's it's fun when you're with a partner that you can you know really enjoy yourself and you can communicate with. I mean, that's nothing beats that. You know, you yeah. just you try anything now. You know, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. That's when you're with someone that you feel comfortable with and that you know you're exploring each other's bodies and you know you're just kind of having fun with it and going with the flow. Mm-hmm. That's sex to me. Girl, all righty. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Moving on. So, but hopefully we gave you some really good advice. Um, you know, enjoy it. Keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Moving, Moving on. on. Where we at? 
All right, we at the RMNS, RMNS. Hey. All right, so this uh, reminisce, it's kind of um, twofold. So um, I kind of wanted to dedicate this to Jay-Z and also to Pharrell. Uh, you know, earlier we talked about Jay-Z. He was a headliner to opening, reopening Webster Hall. And then also this weekend, um, Pharrell did something that was so super huge. I'm from Virginia, from the 757 area, and he put on a three-day festival on the beach. We I heard. never had no shit like that ever that I can remember. And it was huge. I was so proud. I was up, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to make it down there, but um, I was just so proud watching all the clips online and watching the videos and the pictures. Like it's, it's huge. So uh, my, my Arminus uh, this week is the allure. Um, oh, one of my favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was um, by Jay-Z of course, and produced by Pharrell and Chad. So I kind of wanted to dedicate that to both of them because they did something super huge. Both of them did something super huge this weekend. So. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. I solemnly swear to change my approach. Stop shaving coat. Stay away from holes. Put down the toes because I be doing the most. Oh, no. That was my sh- it's, You know what? I felt like coming <laughs> from the shaving coat part, I was like, this is my life. Man, this 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 song this this song was so melodic and so laid back and so this is yep. you smoke weed. This is a, this is a song to smoke weed to and just listen to the lyrics. It's one of them songs and just listen to the li- exactly listen to the lyrics because this is timeless. Jay Z has many songs that are timeless. This is one of them. Yeah, you know I'm yeah. like I'm not out here saving coke, but I'm sure feeling this. This is like one of my favorite songs. And I, I say this every time I do it, I mean, it's, it's, it's my yeah. shit. And I think because I just love music so much it's, and a lot of music just really speaks to me. Yes. And um, so it's like, I can't even, if someone were to ask me, what's your favorite song? I don't even know if I can really give one. I, I feel disrespected when I get asked that. Cause I'm like, because <laughs> like, it's, it's so many songs that I love for so for different reasons. And it's, it's yes. hard to choose. I think it's not, it's not fair to choose. You know, I, I totally agree. And I think that that was one of the reasons why you and I came together and, and did this podcast. I mean, that the love for, of music is, is, is such a mutual thing. And it's like, I feel the same way, you know, especially when you talk about music and, you know, I can I, there are points in my life like I can explain situations in my life by song. You know, there's certain songs and there's a lot of Jay-Z songs that just speak to me and speak a certain um areas in my life so especially this this was 2003 i know exactly what i was doing around this song <laughs> like, exactly yeah so i love, you know, the, I love the black album too this, I, I like this album one of the best timeless yeah. timeless so absolutely love it love it all right all right moving on we are now at the support black businesses section of the show we believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities and we believe in supporting services and products that are made fubu for us by us so this week i want to send a shout out to lena lashes this is a company that i actually use um I forgot the name of the actual lash that i buy but so i went through this thing you know i i i wear my 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 norm, my normal lashes, my, my real lashes, but you know, I like to glam it up. So I used to get them done. I had a, 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 a lady out here that would, you know, give me the, do the individual lashes and she decided to retire. So I have been on this quest of like finding just the right lash. And I ended up, you know, learning to do them myself. And this is a company, um, started by Marlene Amon. 
um, who, you know, if you ever get a chance to go on her website or, or read her story, it's just like phenomenal because she started this business with $26 to her name and um, really almost became an overnight success selling lashes online. So um, it's Lena Lashes, that's L-E-N-A-L-A-S-H-E-S.com. Um, and you can see her, the variety of the lashes that she has. And they're really lightweight and they're like the mink lashes and they last a really long time. So shout out to Lena Lashes. All right. Okay. All right, y'all. Well, we've come to the end. You can listen and subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're in iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Y'all hear my radio voice? SoundCloud, <laughs> Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, Spotify, and YouTube. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Oh, we're also on YouTube. Visit our website at That's What I'm Saying, podcast.com. Um, would also like to say and just remind y'all that our 53rd episode will be a bonus episode. It will be live. So please... Uh, check us on Instagram because we'll probably be going live periodically from Miami um, this weekend, which is Cinco de Mayo weekend, if that rings a bell for anybody. So um, please send us your questions um, and your comments because we are going live and we're going to be um, answering some of your questions. Um, some of your questions, y'all. Let's let's keep it, let's keep <laughs> let's it 100, keep okay? <laughs> all right. All right. Now, who do we always shout out? What you guys say? Oh, what? What you guys say? Who, you, who do we shout out? Oh, I was talking about my numbers. So don't, don't ask about my numbers. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, all right. So we always give a super, super shout out to our super producer, Vegas World Inc. You can catch him on Instagram. You can catch him on Twitter. Um, he has a pod podcast called Hip Hop Now. Um, thank you so much for listening, subscribing, and liking us on social media. Until next week, take, take care. Take care, y'all. Peace.